Hello and welcome back to United United. This is season two and this is episode four. Jem here and alongside me, as always, Dave. Dave, hello. How are you? Hello, Jem. I'm well, thank you. We've got a lot to review, haven't we? We go back to, I think, the end of September uh, for some games to catch up on. We do. Lots of games. Uh, lots of Premier League, lots of Cup games. And your favourite day of the international break. Oh, I love, love the, we, we both love the international break, don't we? We do. We do. We absolutely do. Um, so we must get cracking, Dave. Uh, I'm sure the listeners are intrigued to see where we're going to start with this. And, of course, we're going to start at the Theatre of Dreams. Old Trafford, 27th or 26th of September, I think we go back to. And we were competing in the Plastic Cup. The Plastic Cup that we won last season. Uh, and we played... Well, I think I think we played some plastic players, really. Mm. Uh, against a plastic team in Crystal Palace. Uh and the reason I say they're a plastic team is because they rotated their whole squad. Okay, yeah. they 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 weren't bothered about this game. They, you know, a couple of their fans maybe in probably wanted a bit of a cup run, give them something. Um, but they rotated their squad with a focus of winning their league game uh, the next weekend. Dave, mm. Man United came out three 0 winners in this game, mm-hmm. and the same fixture was going to be played on the weekend. And it was obvious what was going to happen, Dave. This. This couldn't have been more scripted because Man United, they cruised past Palace, a second team. Uh, and you can see it in the faces. You know, the United players think, oh, well, we've got this game in the bag. Weekends should be sorted. We'll get that one in the bag as well. And that's how that's how pathetic this Man United squad is, Dave. Um, because I think we can go back and we can we all discussed it. You, Ian and myself... We knew what was going to happen, Dave. 1-0 Crystal Palace. And what happened? 1-0 Crystal Palace. A Roy Hodgson masterclass. Yep. An absolute masterclass. Yeah. An Eric Ten Hag disaster class. (laughs) Terrible, Dave. Uh, You know, it's not like me to rant about Man United. But they're a disgrace. (laughs) They're an absolute disgrace. They, they, They just... Couldn't even create a chance. I don't think we had a shot on target in that day, Dave. In, in that in that game, Dave. Um, pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And that's all I've got to say about them. You want to be a bit more, a bit more like a certain other team, Jim, who go and treat the uh, the Carabao Cup with the respect it deserves, uh, and win that fixture. Uh, not only win, but absolutely crush, absolutely crush the team that you're playing against. Uh, in in this case, West Ham are playing Lincoln City away, Jim. Crush them one nil with a with our second string team, and then move on to the the weekend fixtures and comfortably win two nil uh, against a a galvanised Sheffield United team who've just come off the back of an eight nil thrashing or whatever it was the week before. Uh, so 2-0 great result and uh, yeah happy hammers that's yeah. how you do it Jim that's how you do it yeah well you know I'm sure a few of them players would uh, you, they, they could take some inspiration from your squad Dave um, what we needed was a comeback mm. a comeback in terms of some players um, and we didn't see that three days later against Galatasaray in the Champions League, Dave. <laughs> because United are at home. They've lost the Bayern in the first game 4-3. So you think, OK, we'll play Galatasaray next game at Old Trafford. That should be pretty much a win. Mm. But no, more Crystal Palace came to haunt us because ex-Man United player and ex-Palace player, Wilfred Zaha, he rips us apart, doesn't he? He rips us apart. And he shushes our crowd. He smiles. He's loving it. He's absolutely loving it. And man charity United are back because when a player needs, you know, something, you know, he needed his career, his, his season being kick-started this year in Turkey. Yeah. Uh, and we gave him. Yeah. We gave him the kickstart to his season. So, well done, Man United. 
Uh, Galatasaray won 3-2. The first time a Turkish club has won in, in England in 124 years, I think it was. Um, and yeah, I mean, Man United, they, they sit bottom of the group in the Champions League at this point. Charity club. Yep. Charity club again. How did Onana play in that game? Onana, he was um, made to look a fool by the fools in front of him. <laughs> That's quite something. Because um, this this is something I read about what Pep had said about Onana. And this is just, just the genius of Pep, Gem, that I know you'll acknowledge. He said that Onana was the best player in the Champions League final last year. So that prompts Man United to go and uh, sign him. And then we see what Onana actually, do, Onana actually does for Man United. And this is Pep playing chess with Man United. Two moves ahead. Yeah. I mean, he's done it with many players, Dave, hasn't he? He's done it with Maguire. He's done it with Fred. He's yeah. done it with Alexis Sanchez. He's done it with Onana now. And I think there's a couple of other players <laughs> as well. As soon as Pep says he's interested or he likes that player, yeah. what do Man you do? World record bid. <laughs> and then they turn out to be duds. Yep. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. While we're on the subject of Europe, Jem, and we will need to go back uh, to the league in a minute because there was some real controversy we want to talk about. But while we're on the subject of Europe, yep. the team of the year, surely the team of the year, the the European team of the year, Jem, I want to talk about this team absolutely dominating Europe. 17 European games unbeaten. Won 2-1 away in Freiburg. Well, wow. no fans there as well. There's a fan ban because of some infraction at the, uh, you know, when West Ham won that European final or European champions, Jim. Yeah. There was yep. some some idiot threw a, a beer cup at the uh, at the opposition player, mm. the Fiorentina player, and um, anyway, we got a a ban a one a one game ban from our fans. So we played this game with no fans. And we still won 2-1, Gem. 17 games unbeaten. All bow to the mighty West Ham in Europe. It's just... it's just. There's only one thing that comes to my mind, Dave. Mm. And that's West Ham are massive everywhere they go. Exactly. Broken records, Gem. This is, this is the longest unbeaten run by any English club in Europe ever. So, can't beat that, can you? It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> it, really, it really is literally unbelievable. Who would have thought this from, from <laughs> that team? And that manager. <laughs> Especially after last season. I mean, how have we managed to do this? Anyway, look, we'll take it, Jim. We'll take anything we can get. Yep. So we are absolutely massive everywhere we go. Yep. Champions of Europe. Um, and, we, and we march on, Jim. And before we march on, though, let's march back to the weekend. Uh, of the West Ham 2, Sheffield United nil and the Manchester United nil, Crystal Palace 1, because there was another game that took our interest, Tottenham versus Liverpool. Yes. And I was away for this game. I was away this weekend, this match day weekend in Rome, actually. I was away in Rome. So I was catching up with all of the news on BBC iPlayer and various other feeds that were coming into me. And I believe there was some controversy in this game. There was a little bit. Uh, it was quite entertaining, I have to say. Um, all, all I have to say, Dave, is would you like a replay? <laughs> well, look, Jem, I know this far decision went against Liverpool, but I do think that this whole thing about we need to replay the game, you know, Liverpool just need to shut up about that, to be honest. You know, there's these calls for the game to be replayed. It's embarrassing, Jem. Um, I think, look, VAR, we've got to understand VAR. They're doing their best, aren't they? They're do it's a difficult job. We're implementing this new system. I know it's been around for a few years now, but it's still we've still got a few teething problems. They're doing their best. You know, it was an honest mistake. Some of the, some of the protocols and language they use could be improved. But it's an honest mistake. And I don't think we need to go into all the audio and analyse it all um, or punish the VAR officials. I just think we need to accept, come on, Liverpool, just accept it was an honest mistake. Yeah, I think, you know, that's fair, Dave. 
um, you know, it allowed Spurs to win the game. So I think it's fair. It, I think it's it what it allowed Spurs to win the game. Do you know what, Jim? This far, they've got to sort this out. This is an absolute nonsense, the way they go on. I mean, they're making a decision here that's affecting the result of a game. It's affecting and allowing Spurs to win. I, I, you know, this has got to stop, Jim. I, I think they've got to review the whole thing about VAR. They, I hope these officials were sacked for a start. I've listened to the audio. Absolutely ridiculous. It's all right, mate. Yeah, I've made a decision, mate. Oh, yeah. Is it all right, mate? Yeah. Check over, mate. Check confirmed. Check complete. Yeah. Oh, it's, hang on. It's the wrong check. Hang on. The, the video guy, he seems to know more than, than us. He's telling us it's we've made a mistake. But, oh, can we change it? No, we can't change it. We're not allowed to. Stupid idiots. It's a game. You can change the rules of a game. Stop the game. Stop Spurs winning. This is, this is madness, Jem. Someone's got to get a grip of this. I've always said it. VAR needs... It's not good enough, Jem. We've got to go more like rugby, more like cricket. We can't have this nonsense anymore. <laughs> this is absolutely brilliant. This this is what I'm here for. <laughs> I mean, Jem, grown men chatting unprofessionally about football. Can you imagine that? Could you imagine grown men chatting about football unprofessionally. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. You can't imagine it, can you? No, you can't. You wouldn't know. You haven't got another example of that. No. But this is what you've got. These grown men going, oh, mate, mate, I think it might be offside. Oh, well, I'll just check. Hang on, I'll draw the lines. Oh, I haven't drawn the lines right. It, it's all right, mate. Yeah, well, good job, mate. Well done, mate. Well done for getting the decision completely wrong. Idiots. <laughs> Utter idiots. And what's happened now? Spurs top of the league. Honestly, yeah, but Dave, you know, do you know? I accept they're going to give an apology in a couple of days, so surely that's all right now. Oh yeah, that's great, isn't it? Oh, an apology, yeah, yeah. Poor, an apology. What's that going to do for Liverpool? What's that going to do for the other teams that we're all look, look, Jim? We're all trying to stop Spurs winning the league. This, you know, Ange Postecoglou's gone in there. Unfortunately, he's a likable guy, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, we actually all quite like him. We like what he says. And unfortunately, it's 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 there's a risk here that Spurs are getting to be a likable team, and you know playing this sort of high pressing football. You know they've realised they've worked out now Kane was the problem after all. Now he's gone. They're suddenly flourishing playing this exciting football. This has got to stop, Jim. Apologies don't cut it. They, that game needs to be replayed, Jim. It needs it, to be honest. It doesn't need to be replayed. Hang on, I'm not even going to say that. The points need to be awarded to Liverpool. The game needs to be overturned. That's what needs to happen. And actually, Spurs need to be expelled from the competition. I'm not quite sure why. There must be a, a legal justification for that, I'm sure. But this has gone far, way too far, Jem. This has got to stop. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs were somehow involved in that VAR decision. I've got no, no evidence to back that up. Um, and I'm just, that's completely untrue, obviously. But it would be nice to think that that had happened, wouldn't it? To suit my narrative, it, it would. It would. It would, Dave. But, you know, you are you aren't biased in this because you know you don't like Spurs, you don't like Liverpool. Um, you know, Klopp's crying at the end of the day, so I guess that makes you feel a little bit better. Well, good. I'm glad he's crying. I'm glad he's <laughs> crying because they, Liverpool, honestly, they've re oh, we've reinvented ourselves. You know, we've got a new front five. We're we're more dynamic. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Klopp's, Klopp's time has come at that club. It's it's gone way past how long he should he should have stayed there. He needs to go. I'm fed up with them. Not quite as fed up with them as I am with Spurs. Both of them. In fact, that whole game. I tell you what, that game should be null and void, Jem. Null and void. The result struck off. No no points for either team. In fact, minus points. <laughs> I, I, I can see it's touched you quite a bit, Dave. Um, maybe maybe we should change the subject, unless you've got any more VAR rants to... Uh... Well, and that was when I was in Rome. Imagine if I'd been here. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable, Dave. Mm. They are pathetic. These decisions are pathetic. Um, you know what? At the end of the day, it couldn't have happened to a nicer team. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that, at least. Well, let's move on, Jem. I'm sure there are happier times ahead for both of us here. I think we'll both like this one, Dave, because this is full-on 
fried egg in the face. <laughs> um, Pep Guardiola and Man City, they were getting a bit cocky recently, Dave. Mm. Pep's there, like, this is the best start we've had in the Premier League since I've been here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they ask him about Wolves and he says they've got great players like uh, Neto, Cunha, the Korean guy. That's what he said. The Korean guy. Oh, he said that, did he? Yeah. He said that. And, uh, well, Wolves were the team that they were playing mm. at, at Molyneux. Yep. And Wolves went 1-0 up in this game, Dave. Yep. Things you'd love to see. But then, unfortunately, second half, five minutes in, Alvarez scores a free kick, 1-1. And you think, you know, Haaland's missed a couple of chances already. You think, okay, right, Man City are going to turn it around now. But no, Dave, come the hour, Mr. Korean guy, back post, <laughs> smashes one in, egg on Pep Guardiola's face. And we're going to say his name. Quang Hee Chan, legend, Dave. Absolute, Absolute legend. Absolute legend. Completely agree. I don't know, Jem, if you saw on Monday Night Football this week, uh, the Gar- Gary O'Neill was the special guest. Yes. And they analysed this game. Uh, and okay. it was absolutely brilliant because Gary O'Neill, and I'm talking Gary O'Neill, I've got a lot of time and respect for Gary O'Neill, ex-West Ham player. Um, and also uh, ex-manager of Bournemouth and probably quite un- unluckily or unfortunately sacked uh, after keeping them up last year mm. um, or contract not renewed, whatever it was. He outpepped Pep. Yep. When you saw how he talked through what they practiced, uh, what they talked about, their plans, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yep. And key essential player to that uh, th- there is some connection with West Ham here because a central player to their plans was Big Dawes Ballon d'Or, Craig Dawson and how he was going to marshal Harland and mark Harland out the game and it worked Yep, uh, it was great to see, I really really enjoyed that analysis and uh, yeah my estimation of Gary O'Neill went re- up even higher after I saw that uh, great manager, better than Pep yep Agreed, Dave. Absolutely agreed. Um, and you know what? There's been a few lazy judgments of Gary O'Neill. Um, not from us, from others, oh, from no. people in the public. You know, calling him a PE teacher, Dave. Um, well, that's, that's disrespectful, Jim. It is. It definitely is. You know, he's not. He's not okay. For example, he's not some. You know, some guy that's come from Spain and he had an average career in the Premier League, and now he's managing the worst club in North London. Um, he's not someone like that, Dave. He's, he's not. not someone like that. No, he's not. And also, Jim, just also to say, um, I think some people tipped Wolves for relegation this season. I think that's a disgrace. Idiots. Absolute idiots. Absolute fools. So, I mean, what, what were they thinking? I think they were thinking Wolves were in disarray and they needed to make a quick prediction for the podcast and came up with Wolves. So, idiots, though. You know what? Them people, they must have not known that Gary O'Neill was going to be in charge later on. Um, That's the only way I can think that they they predicted that day. That's the only way. Yeah. There can't be another way. Totally. Moving on, Jem. Another great 2-1 result that I think everyone loves to see, apart from your (laughs) mum. Everton won Luton 2. Sorry, Debbie. Sorry, mother. But it's got to be mentioned because, I mean, I know I know already what she's going to say, embarrassing, pathetic, but we've got to mention it because how does this even happen? Mm. Like, the shock results, there's, there's results that you think, oh, wow, didn't see that coming. But never in a million years did anyone see this coming because it's Luton. And yes, it's Everton who are playing Luton. It's Everton, you know, the team that anything can happen to them. But it's Luton. Mm. It's Luton. Uh, and they decided to concede two at home, Dave, to Luton and lose 2-1. Things we love to see. Absolutely crazy. I think that was the week that... Was it Colton Morris had a double game week in the FPL and a lot of people backed him and captained him and, well, I think it paid off for them. So, well done to them. Yeah, well done indeed. 
So that was a, a great result. Um, I'm sure Ian will have been particularly upset to see Brighton lose 6-1 away to Villa. Yeah. Uh, he must be gutted about that because he, he loves the Seagulls, doesn't he? He does. He does. He really um, does. It's just not fair. Come on. You don't, you don't batter the... You don't batter the Seagulls like that. No, you don't. Um, it's not fair. And, and he would have been even more disappointed. In fact, no, he wouldn't have been disappointed because he saw Brighton... I forgot, actually, that Brighton pulled it back. He would have been buzzing, actually, that Brighton pulled back <laughs> two goals against Marseille. Day. He would have been absolutely buzzing about that. They went 2-0 down, didn't they? And then they pulled it back to 2 or What a comeback, Jem. And Ian will be delighted for them, I'm sure. Congrats to you, Ian, on uh, the results from your second favourite team. <laughs> uh, Shall we move on to another game week? Uh, Have you got anything else you want to do on I've this I've got one? anything else. I've got... Oh, Dave, how could I forget? Yeah, I mean, it's going to a new game week, I think. To be honest, all the game weeks are mixed into one here. They all blur, don't they? So, um, how about we go to the Emirates, Dave? Because we have to, we have to take a moment to congratulate the Premier League champions of the 23-24 season, <laughs> Arsenal. Um, after their 1-0 win, they put them into third place, but also won them the league. So, uh, <laughs> there's still 30 games to go, but congratulations to Arsenal. Premier League champions, Dave. Yeah, well done. Well done. Premier League champions. They, they, they pr- produced a f- superb performance, Gem. You know, what a manager what a manager they've got a tactical genius again outwitted it's like the the sorcerer and the apprentice isn't yeah. it and the apprentice came up trumps gem and we're all very pleased for that aren't we we are we are uh sorry i just need to cough that out because uh, <laughs> pathetic dave absolutely pathetic from them uh and yes my dad's probably listening to this and he's probably thinking gem what are you talking about but the way Arsenal celebrated, hmm. did they not learn a thing from last season, Dave? No, clearly not. Because why? Just, just stop it. They don't. Do they know that Man City don't pick up the real form until the new year? Probably until about March, February, March time. That's when they start playing. That's when they start mattering to them. They're, they're experimenting at the minute. They're playing around. It's a bit of football manager or FIFA for them at the minute. Pep's just playing Monopoly. He's pulling, pulling players out of, a, out of a hat and saying, oh, yeah, we'll play them today. <laughs> it's not serious at the minute for them, Dave. No. They're just playing around. Arsenal, on the other hand, you know, this is, this is their life. This is their yep. careers on the line here. Yeah, they are full mm-hmm. throttle, aren't they? Full throttle. And it, it's gonna, they're going to run out of gas. We've seen it Yo. all before. Lots of pressure on them, Dave. 105 million on a packet of rice. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, pressure's on them. The pressure is. 70 million on. Well, I don't know even how to. Uh, I don't know how to. Um, the German Peter Crouch, we could call him. He's not even. Oh, that's disrespect to Peter Crouch. <laughs> we'll come up with something better. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, other games that game week, I actually went to uh, the London Stadium. Ah, West Ham v Newcastle. Uh, this is this was a great game for us. A great time to play Newcastle, Gem. A great time to play, play them after all the emotion they had in their midweek uh, Champions League game. Who were they playing? Uh, was it PSG? PSG. PSG, and they won that game really well. A lot of emotion poured into it. So clearly, by the Sunday, uh, we've been buoyed by our performances in Europe. They, uh, they're away to us. Uh, we've strolled through our game. They've had to put a lot of emotion into their European game. They then come to us. Surely they're there for the taking, Jim. It's going to be easy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be absolutely easy. And, you know, and so, so it started, Jim. You know, we, we soaked up a bit of pressure. We went, uh, we went one nil up. It's all looking good, Jem. It's all yep. looking very, very good. And then five minutes of madness in the second half. Yep. Isak scores two. We're two one down, Jem. But you know, kudos to West Ham. <laughs> Never gets old that one, does it? It doesn't. Kudos to Moyes. 
he brings on Kudus, who then scores in the 89th minute to make it a two-all draw, Gem. And that was about fair. That was about fair for the game. Yep. So happy with that. Yeah, as you should be, Dave. It was a good, good result. Uh, you know, you should have won the game, but good result in the end. Yeah, um, we'll take it. However, that is when Newcastle still had a player, a legal player, playing for them anyway. And uh, Moyes seemed to be laughing at this player. Maybe he must have known something was going to happen. But one thing I don't understand is AC Milan sold Tenali for seventy million, and now he's getting a. I think it's been announced today he's getting a ten month ban, right, for his uh, wow. betting for his gambling breaches or something. Wow. So yeah, he's going to be out for the season basically. Mm-hmm. Um, AC Milan sold him for seventy million, Dave. How did Newcastle not know about this? How indeed? <laughs> how? How? I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say. How did they have a part to play? How? How had a part to play? <laughs> how? How didn't they spot it? I don't know, Jim. How? Um. Oh, if I could work something else in Tindle. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? It is. Um, you could say Newcastle got Dan burned in this one <laughs> by AC Milan, uh, or they tripped up. They did this one. I was going to say they were chasing the wrong man when they went for him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh... Anyway, <laughs> talking about West Ham, Dave. <laughs> Come on. You shared a tweet with me from Gary Lineker. <laughs> yeah. And you couldn't resist. I know you couldn't resist. You don't want me to share this on the podcast, mm. but I'm going to. Because, well, as you know, uh, Gary Lineker found something out. Very smart, actually. It was clever. Very smart. Um, captain. The word captain. I think it was Zuma captain in West Ham. So, Zuma has been made the captain of West Ham this season after we lost. There was some player we had before. I can't remember his name, but he was the captain before who, oh. we, who we sold, we cashed in on. Um, and he's actually, we used the money to make our team a lot better. Uh, anyway, so we need a new captain. Lots of people uh, up for it. And uh, we gave it to Kurt Zuma. I mean, this just shows David Moyes, doesn't it? Disgrace, absolute disgrace he is because Captain Dave he knows what he's doing, he's a sicko, David Moises. Um, Captain is an anagram of the word cat pain. So, well done, Gary Linux, for that one. Uh, I think David Moises is just having everyone, he's having a laugh, isn't he? He's having everyone on. Um, it's oh, disgusting. Those charges were dealt with, Jim. Those charges are all dealt with. He's he's paid his dues. Let's not keep let's not keep dragging it up. I I will never let it go. Um, <laughs> I hope he plays Jamie Vardy again one day, so that Jamie Vardy can meow at him as he's playing. Uh, one one something is coming for Kurt Zuma, Dave. Mm. Karma is coming, mm. and you know while he is now captain, he will always be causing cat pain. So that is a sickening story, to be honest. What was the? Do you remember last season when that Liverpool fan held up that big sign? <laughs> yeah, it's a giant picture of a cat, wasn't it? With kick, it was. with kick me written on it or something. Honestly, it very, very disrespectful. <laughs> he's he's paid his dues, Jim. Let uh... let him let him go now. Let him let him go and do his thing. As long as Maguire and Onana are criticised, Zuma will continue to be criticised. I can't. Well, I can't argue with that, can I? Because um, I've still got something to say about Man United. So I better. Yeah. Okay. That's the deal. That's the deal then. All right. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any other games you wanted to talk about there, but I did want to talk a little bit about the international break. Yeah, let's go into that then. Let's go into that. Because after this round of games that we just mentioned, where there was the West Ham Newcastle game and the uh, and the Arsenal Man City game, we had an international break. You and I love an international break, don't we? And you know, there wasn't any Premier League football from the 8th of October to the 21st of October because of the international breaks that the fans... I mean, really, the the Premier League is just a filler, isn't it? Mm. It fills in, waiting for the next international break. Yeah. And what a couple of games we had, Jim. 
we had a little matter of second game was a qualifying game where England beat uh, Italy to qualify for Euros 2024. Um, and I've got something to say about that in a minute. But the, the main game, Jem, was England-Australia. England, what a fixture. It's, it's reminiscent of the Ashes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the, the football Ashes. Uh, England won. And the star of the show, it was, it was a masterclass, actually, Jared Bowen. Wow. Jared Bowen played for England. Didn't, didn't score, didn't get an assist. Um, don't know if he got any shots on target, actually, but ran the show, Jim. Great to see him there. Uh, a few ex, one or two ex-West Ham players. There was a Rice in midfield, I think. In fact, I'm not even sure if he played. I think Bowen may have kept him out that game. Hmm. But uh, great performance from Jared Bowen. It's what we like to see, Jim. Yep. Yeah, uh, I can't say I saw it, Dave, but hmm. uh, I believe you. I'm, I'm happy for Jared Bowen. And then the Italy, Italy game. Did you see the Italy game, Jim? Once again, I, I, I wanted to, Dave, but I, I missed it. I missed it again. Well, wanting to is a bit like actually seeing it. And and England won this game, Jim. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the England team now and about how brilliant they are. And apparently this guy, Jude Bellingham, had a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah heard of him yeah uh, but Jem, i think the england team can be improved because they're missing a trick here what they haven't got that they, they haven't got a set piece specialist and they're missing something here they're missing something that has been a lot of call for Jem. james ward prowse imagine james ward prowse with some of the big units we've got in the england team on the end of some of his corners you know we we at west ham are set piece united Yep. Imagine bringing that to the international scene. Set piece England FC. Imagine that. And I think the player that needs to make space for him is, is Bellingham. Get rid of him. <laughs> I mean, what's he done, really? He's 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 a bit gangly, isn't he? He's a bit gangly. He's um he's a bit young and inexperienced as well. I think keep him on the bench. He can learn a lot from James Ward Prowse. Keep him in the squad. But uh, let him learn from the, the master, James Ward-Prowse. Get J James Ward-Prowse, or JWP, as we like to call him. He's a bit of a mouthful, James Ward-Prowse, isn't it? JWP, get him on the pitch, Jim, and we'll, I think we'll see England flourish. I'm starting to see your vision, actually, Dave. You know, yeah. Forget the tick-attacker. Forget the power from midfield. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for win free kicks. Get Grealish on. Win all the free kicks. Get Bowen on. Win all the free kicks. Yep. Set pieces. Set James Ward-Prowse. Maguire's head. Exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, the, you know what? Brexit football, let's do it. That is the formula. That's, and that, I think, is what the crowds want to see. They don't want to see some 20-year-old running the length of the pitch and making a brilliant goal for uh, Sir Marcus of Rashford. <laughs> no one wants to see that. No. What we want to see is crosses coming into the box, Maguire getting his slab head on it, 1-0. Another cross coming into the box. Let's get um, oh, let's get Dawson in there, shall we? Let's get Dawson in the back four. 2-0. Um, we'll have John Stones up there. He could score another header. Yep. Yeah, get all the big guys up there. Yep. Team of Giants and James Ward-Prowse. It's, it's a winning formula. Yeah, Lewis Dunk, get him in. Get, get him, him in. And Same as you Tarkovsky. say... Yep, Tarkovsky. And as you say, a couple of nippy players like Grealish and uh, tricky nippy players like Grealish and Bowen to win the free kicks. That's it. That's the formula. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Very watchable. Well, you heard it here first. Um, we'll see what the next England manager does after after Sir Gareth yeah. departs. Yeah. Jem, quick question for you, actually. Um, well, not a question. I just wanted to mention, they say you do a good owl impression. <laughs> That's what they say. They say you do a good owl impression. They are correct. <laughs> I like that one, Dave. Um, I should have gone with it. Yeah, can you not go with it, please? Sorry, just sorry. can you ask again? I, I misheard what you said. They say you do a good owl impression. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good, we're there. <laughs> that's today's today's joke, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Very good indeed. Dave, on. are you finished with the international break? Is there anything oh, yeah. you want to... No. Uh, you know, you love it so much, so I want to dedicate some time to it. Um, but if you're finished, uh, I'd like to talk about Man United's three-game winning run. 
against some of the top teams, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's hear it. Well, first of all, Man United, we played Brentford mm-hmm. and we won 2-1. Uh, easy game, easy game. Uh, we brought McTominay off the bench to score a couple in the last three minutes of the game. Yeah, uh, But it was an easy game. Uh, we just want yeah. to make it look difficult for, you know, to surprise the big teams when we play against them. Uh, they'll think Mc- that we're not. McSauce is back. McSauce, he definitely is. And it wasn't just McSauce either, Dave. It was, um, this was the catalyst for an informed player. This was an assist from Harry Maguire for McTominay's winning goal. Uh, Maguire back in the squad. He gets the, he gets the decisive assist for the winning goal. Mm-hmm. And we win the game, and uh, I think I, unfortunately Sir Alex Ferguson's wife passed away that yep. week, um, so that win was dedicated to her. Yeah. Uh, then we play Sheffield United after the international break, Dave, and Maguire's old stomping ground, and we get another two-one win, and Maguire receives a man of the match award. Uh, we're on, we're on a roll. You know, Man City only won two one at Sheffield United's ground, so mm. you know, surely that means we're just as good as them. Is that that's how football works, isn't it? That's exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah, thought so. Uh, and then, unfortunately, even more uh, sad news, horrible news: Sir Bobby is mm. now no longer with us. Mm. So, one of the legends of the game, who um, will never be forgotten because he was like. People say legends. They use the term legend a lot. Mm. He definitely was a super legend. Known uh, all over the world, Jim. Everywhere you went, everyone knew Bobby Charlton. Exactly. Exactly. He'll be missed. He will indeed. Uh, and, and you know, that that's... it's it, The players for Man United have to live up to that. You know, they're, they're, that's who they're playing in memory of. And they were playing Copenhagen last night, Dave. Mm. And they had to put on a performance uh, in front of the Sir Bobby Charlton stand. And I've got to say, they were terrible for the first half. Uh, he would have been, uh, he would have been scuffing at them. But second half, a bit of Sir Bobby magic hit Old Trafford, and Harry Maguire comes up with a massive header, the winning header, pulls one nil up, and we should have killed the game after that. And in typical Man United fashion, Dave, we give away a penalty in the dying seconds of the game. Anything? Here we go again. This is our Champions League season done this year. Uh, they're going to equalise. We're going to be bottom of the group still. And, you know, it's going to be pretty much impossible to qualify now. Maybe we'll get a chance at Europa League. Yay. <laughs> but no, more Bobby Magic. Old Trafford, Dave. Mm. And Andre Onana steps up with the penalty save. Man United 1-0 win. And two players that have been criticised to the death. You know, they silenced their haters last night. So, Man United back. Yep. On to Man City on Sunday. <sighs> yep. A comfortable win for Man United. Incoming. Well, you're on a roll, aren't you? You're, you're unstoppable now. It's like a juggernaut. Yeah, no, it's like a juggernaut. Yep. It's. Uh, I think Sir Bobby was looking down uh, last night, and he would have been. He would have been pleased with what he saw, Jem. Um, I think uh, you know, Sir Bobby Charlton. I remember. I don't remember because I was only four years old, but I've seen all the clips of the goals he scored in the games leading up to the World Cup final, uh, and uh, like. A really important player for England over many, many years, and he held the record, didn't he? For the number of caps mm, for, for years and years and years, actually. Um, so yeah, an absolutely inspirational figure and a loss to the game. Um, I think what else was I going to say about the actual game, though, Jem? Something about, yes, Harry Maguire, Jem. Why is he playing so well all of a sudden? What's going on? Well, it's, it's quite simple, Dave. He's playing for his move to West Ham. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's putting himself in the shop window because the transfer window is going to open in a couple of months, Jem. 
and he's putting himself in the shop window. That's all it is. That is all it is. So it's smart from Moyes. Yeah. But he's put Zuma as captain. Mm. But we know come January, Cap Payne will be kicked out of the club and Mahari Mabaya will reclaim that captaincy that he deserves. Well, this is all going to happen, Jim. It's all going to unfold. Mm. So great, great for Man United. Yeah, like I say, an unstoppable juggernaut now. Uh, they will absolutely trample all over Manchester City, who could only beat Brighton 2 1 again. Poor, poor old Ian's going to be upset about that, about Brighton losing. Yep. Um, not as upset as he's going to be about Crystal Palace getting trounced 4 0 by Newcastle United. But as he said to me in a text when I said to him, not a great weekend for you, he said, oh, it was a game we expected to lose. So, <laughs> what can you say to that? Oh. Palace, Palace fans, isn't it, and their ambitions? <laughs> uh, actually, a terrible weekend of sport, though, wasn't it? Because, um, as an England supporter, Gem, I had to suffer England cricket teams falling to their heaviest ever defeat in a in a one day international, in a fifty over one day international against South Africa during the day on Saturday. Then the England rugby team. Losing by one point with the one of the last kicks of the game in the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Uh, surely this surely this weekend can't get any worse, Jem, for an England and West Ham fan. Surely not. Sunday, great day, Jem. I'm off down to I took went off down to Margate. Took, took Josie and Eddie. You remember Eddie? Yeah, uh, I do remember Eddie. Star of the show, the dog. Yep. Um, been on the podcast before. Uh, barking away in the background. Uh, Eddie and Josie and Robbie, Josie's partner, took them down to Margate. Jim, they were going for a little break down to Margate. And I thought, oh, lovely day by the sea. It was a beautiful day. Mm. We we got to Margate. We went for a walk. We had fish and chips by the seaside. Um, beautiful day. Uh, and we thought, right, we'll walk back. We'll walk back to their accommodation, Jim, get Sky Sports on and watch the Villa v West Ham game. Perfect <laughs> end to the day. Perfect end to to the weekend. This is going to salvage the weekend, Jim. The salvage today, that that particular day, Sunday, that day by the beach, blue sky. It's mm. salvaging the 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 disappointment of England the previous day in, in cricket and rugby. Yeah. So it's just going to be capped off with a a great West Ham performance, Jim. A fantastic West Ham performance that is going to put um, put a bit of pride back into us West Ham and England supporters. Uh, lost 4-1. <laughs> Absolutely thrashed. <laughs> Lucky to get the one. Uh, do you know what I say to that, Jim? What do you say, Dave? Well, you're going to be... It's the first time I've said that this this this, this season. Moy's out. <laughs> He's got to go, Jim. I mean, you know, some people talk about his European record. Oh, 17 games unbeaten. It's a new English record. It doesn't count for anything, Jim. It counts for nothing. Oh, he won a European he won a European trophy. Conference League, Jim. Come on. <laughs> this is the Premier League we're talking about, and we lose 4-1 to Aston Villa. He's got to go. Uh, well, I'll remind you of this next week. <laughs> When you've played Everton <laughs> at the London Stadium, Dave. Yeah. So I'll remind you of this. Let's see what happens. Um, we've also, obviously, like I mentioned, we've got the Manchester derby. Hmm. And I'm just looking for Ian's team. Am I going to find out that they're playing on? Oh, FNF, Friday Night Football. Oh, we love a bit of Friday night football, don't we? Oh, and you're gonna love this one, Dave. Because, yeah. Well, you are gonna be right by Ian's side for this one. <laughs> Crystal Palace at home to Tottenham Hotspur. Eagles. I love the Eagles, Jim. Uh, we are brilliant, aren't we? We we're, we're better. You know, that guy's so hard. We got rid of him. We're a better team. What's he done since? Nothing. Uh, we're better than we're better without him, Jim. Yep. All those players we've got, we've got uh, who've we got? We've got um, Eze. We've got Ayu. Yep. Uh, probably and a few others. Mateta. Oh, Mateta. Yep. Great player. Um, Dan. Dan. Uh, no, no. Joel Ward. Joel Ward. Yeah. I'll tell you who else we've got. We've got that um, James Tompkins, yep. ex West Ham. Great yeah. player. Yeah. 
great player. We we love we love the Eagles, Gem. Um, always been an Eagle, and I cannot wait to see how well the Eagles do against Spurs. We're going to turn them over. Yep. We're going to put them in their place, Gem. Because if you look at Tottenham's games, who they've played, they've played all lower division teams so far. Yep. All well, I say lower division, you know what I mean. Teams from the lower end of the Premier League. Yep. Apart from Arsenal, where they scraped a lucky draw, and apart from uh, Man United, where they caught Man United on a bad day. No, oh, I think we're probably in that bottom half anyway. So. <laughs> you were that you were then, and also Liverpool, where they were basically given the given the win. Yeah, so they've only beat a couple of we got a couple of lucky wins, a couple of lucky wins, and the rest is dross that they played. Yeah. No, no disrespect to that those dross, but the rest is dross. And then here we are. They're now coming up against some big boys. So we'll see how they get on, Jim. Yep. I had to endure. I was a Fulham fan on Monday night. <laughs> I sat there with hopes held high. Monday night football, Tottenham against Fulham. I didn't know it was at Tottenham. So when I settled down, I thought, right, Fulham at home, surely they can turn Tottenham over. And then the announcer says, right, we're live from the, whatever it is, the Tottenham Hotspur stadium the anthony joshua memorial stadium where his career died uh we're, we're live from there and i thought oh my heart sank I thought, oh no and i've got to say jim again all the decisions went their way james madison annoyingly played well and they went and won two nil and then Postacoglu comes out and annoyingly talks really politely and very uh just very likably can't stand them. Mm. It's, they, it's all going to fall apart. It is all going to fall apart, Jim. Yep. And starting on Saturday against a Friday, rather against Palace. Yep. Can't wait. Cannot wait, Jim. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to it, Dave. Uh, now, Jim, one final item I've got. Something came across my radar, which I decided to. Um, investigate you know how i like to investigate things that come across my radar that that in the football world are a bit unusual oh yeah fortuna dusseldorf okay fortuna dusseldorf yeah i'm going to germany jim i'm going to germany to the second division they call it they don't call it bundesliga two they call it two bundesliga (laughs) i don't know why but anyway that's how it works fortuna dusseldorf um and they've got a project jim that they're running called fortuna for alley which translates, I'll translate that for any people that don't speak German, Fortuna for all. You wouldn't have been able to work that out, would you? Uh, Fortuna for Alley. And what it is, every season now, they are creating, and this is unbelievable, Jim, three home games are free to get in. Wow. Yeah, process that. Three home games are free to get in each season. And within five years, they want every home game to be free okay don't know how they're financing this haven't got that far i think it's to do with football money with uh tv money okay but the idea is is and i think they had something like fifty-two thousand watching wow. a, a league two game wow so they're filling the stadium because they're giving the fans what they want free football gem i just wondered which other teams could benefit from letting their fans in for free any thoughts? Uh, Man United. Well, I was going to go one step further with Man United, Jim. I think probably Man United to need to implement a scheme where they pay the supporters to go and watch them. And I thought actually they could they could pay them to go and sit in that singing section or stand yeah. in that stupid singing section they've got. Yeah, yeah. It's like rent a crowd, isn't it? Yeah. Let's get the singing section going. Let's pay some people to come in. They could get some professional singers in there, Jim. <laughs> Singing section, absolute. Honestly, what are they thinking? But yeah, that's for Fortuna Düsseldorf. So, watch this space. Will it make them a more successful team? Will they get promoted? Is this going to pay off? How are they paying for it? These are lots of questions that we've got. But we like we like to see something different, Jim, don't we? We do. We do definitely. Um, I'd like to hear more about Crawley and teams like that as well, Dave. Uh... I'm going to. Do you know what, Jem? I was thinking about this. We need to do our research on Crawley. Yep. With their cryptocurrency financing, yep. uh, they've gone very quiet, haven't they? Don't know what's going on with them. And also, Forest Green Rovers, mm. the greenest football team in the world. Yep. Uh, we need to get some research done on those two. Yep. 
and update the listeners because I'm sure they're wondering what's happened to those two. Yeah, um, if only we'd had a bit of work done for uh, Forest Green, Johnny would have been able to uh, listen to it while he was sat in his room, his hotel room, with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hope you're feeling better, Johnny. Uh, we'll get some Forest Green research done for you. and uh, We will. Yeah. Get well soon, Johnny. Yeah, get well soon. I think you've given it me, by the way, Johnny. Thanks. <laughs> Right, and I'm glad, you know, when you start these podcasts, you say, and sitting next to me is Dave. I, I'm never <laughs> sitting next to Jen. We are about 200 miles apart. But uh, today, I'm really glad about that. Well, one day, the plan is, you know, we'll have our little studio. Um, maybe in Hollywood Studios, we'll be recording at one of them one day, Dave. So uh, We will. Yeah. When we hit the big time. Yeah, I mean, you could say we already have, but... You mean when we ultra big time, you know? Ultra big time. You know, we've, it's, we've... it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Exactly. It's the biggest podcast in the UK, but we need to get worldwide now. Um, we need to grow them followers outside the UK, outside of Europe, and we're getting a few. But you know, this this can grow. This can. We did. Grow. We had that one in Morocco, but it turned out to be Tom had gone on holiday there, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Uh, well, when I saw one in Myanmar, I thought, oh. ha. No one's been on holiday there, so yeah, definitely not listening there. Wasn't that you when you went on your <laughs> your Southeast Asian trip? Dave, you've exposed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and what's even worse than say, counting that as a listener, you're listening to your own podcast, Jim. Uh, so, I like to think of us as actors, Dave. So I'm listening to. The other side of me, you know, ah, uh, my acting, like my acting career. I like it. You know, same, like same with you, Dave, you know. Yep. Uh, well, I listen for quality control purposes. I listen to work out how we can. I know it's hard to improve on perfection, Jen, but I listen to work out if there's any improvements we can make. Yep. And I'm sure the listeners, if I, I'm sure, not sure listeners will have any ideas, but if they have, they can they can always write in. Yep. Yeah. Um, our addresses are not available anywhere. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and if anyone's interested in what candle I've got on right now, it's a Yankee candle, a calm and quiet place, and it is delicious. It's not cherry bakewell, but it's delicious. Oh, Jim, there's a thing about Yankee candles and their names. I'll have to send it to you on Instagram. It's a stupid thing to say on the podcast because I'd have to explain it and it would take 10 minutes. Um, and of course, now no one's going to know what I'm talking about. But if anyone's on Instagram, maybe if they're lucky, follow Yankee Candles and maybe something will come up where someone's parodied the various <laughs> Yankee Candle names. Uh, I look forward to seeing this, Dave. <laughs> I think we should end. Yes. Uh, on that bombshell. On that rather obscure bombshell, abstract bombshell. It honestly is very nice. It's a very nice. Uh, I'm, I'm in a calm and quiet place right now. Oh, I love it. But anyway, thank you for listening, everyone, and we will see you soon. Good night.